Why can you lie like that? Why don't you vent? Vent your frustrations. Come on, who pisses you off? Well, uh, I guess it isn't customers in particular. Maybe just a group of customers. Well, let's hear it. Well, the milkmaids. The milkmaids? The women that go through every gallon of milk looking for that later date, as if somewhere beyond all the other gallons is a container of milk that won't go bad for like a decade. You know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones? All of them. Welcome to episode 46 of the Geek Generation. I am joined once again by someone who's becoming fairly regular on the show, Mike Volpe. I'm back. You're back. I'm here. Despite my greatest efforts, I can't seem to keep Uh, you away. I know where you live. (laughs) This is true. Uh, A few things before we get into the bulk of the episode. Just a couple ways to contact us that people may or may not be aware of. If you have a phone, which I'm assuming most people do, you can call 508 316 9787, and that'll leave a voicemail for us. Or you can use the call me button on the site sidebar on thegeekgeneration.com. And if you put in your name and phone number there, it will actually call you. And you can leave a voicemail that way too. If you'd like to email us, you can email podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. On Twitter, we are at geekgeneration. And if you want to ask us questions, give feedback, or send in web finds. Because I I stumble across stuff all the time, but I would love people to actually send me in things that they find on the internet that are interesting. That'd be great, too. I can't keep track of all the most popular memes out there, but other people can. Yeah. It sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Just send the link over. Well, I have nothing but good ideas, Mike. I know. I'm a genius. That's why you have this show. (laughs) Also, I want to – I mentioned it last week, but I also want to remind people that we are on Stitcher Radio now. Yep. For people that don't know, Stitcher Radio is being described as Pandora for podcasts, and it is an app that you can download for pretty much any mobile device you have, any smartphone or uh, iPod Touch or anything like that. Just go to Stitcher.com, and you can download the app that applies to your device or whatever marketplace they have. You can download the app from there. It is free. You can stream any kind of podcast you want on there, as well as a lot of local radio stations that uh, broadcast online. You can find us in there if you search for us, or if you want to listen to podcasts by genre, you can do that as well, and you might stumble across us that way. So, getting into the show stuff. Yeah. Yay! What are you geeking out over this week, Mike? I don't have any geek outs, Rob. None whatsoever. That's okay. It's weird. I felt like I should have had something, and I just like I have nothing. Nothing exciting. Not really. Okay. Well, I have a few. Okay, go. So it's okay. Uh, the first one is actually something I'm going to show you that people can't see. Oh, but cool. they might have seen. I I don't think I put a picture on the Facebook channel, but maybe I will after this. 
Oh, put that I away. I just got to remember. No, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Theater of the mind. <laughs> Theater of the mind. We are oh, talking about the yeah. uh, the Captain America promotions, right? Yep. A couple of weeks back. And I have right here, it is empty at the moment, but that is the Captain America tri-cup oh, for cool. the culottes. I did go out. It's like, it's almost five bucks for it, but they fill each one of those three chambers up with any kind of colada you want. Oh, so really? the default is like a red, white, and blue. So yeah. it's cherry, which is a new flavor for them. Uh, blue raspberry, and then they had like a v- vanilla bean culotta, oh, which oh, I did not want you didn't like for the it? white. Well, I didn't get that. Oh. I was like, vanilla bean, I don't want. So fill it up with the red, the blue, and then Mountain Dew. That's what I got. It's a solid cup, too. Like, it is. It's a collector's thing. Yeah, like, oh, the, totally. The cup is, is a solid plastic, and you could go and reuse it and, and fill, I don't know, you could do giant popsicles. Like, it's kind of got Actually, that Actually, you really could. Yeah, it's got I that didn't even popsicle think of that. look to it. You could just fill it red, white, and blue popsicles. Yeah. Captain America popsicles. That'd be really cool. But, the, I mean, I think it was Very well cool. worth the money. Um, it's definitely a gimmicky thing. Culottes, I found out, I'm not a big fan of. No, they're okay. They yeah. were cool when they came out. And yeah. people Remember the rage over those things? Oh, my God. This oh, was the first time I had that. gotten one. And the the cherry red flavor that they created just for Captain America actually was very cough syrup tasting. It's their version it of a great. slushy, but yeah. yeah, it's not as good as a slushy or a Slurpee, oh, which I that? have this Cowboys and Aliens promotional oh, cup cool. for. And I love the Slurpee promotional cups because oh just my god, like, it's a three D cup, right? Without glasses needed. Very cool. Oh, that, and the gun moves. That's cool. <laughs> so. Uh, I'm taking advantage of all the promotional materials. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can't see this. This out is there, cool. Yeah. Um, I did take a picture of the Captain America culotta. Maybe I'll share that on the Facebook page and after. It's a solid cup, too. Like this They is- are. It's really great. I love Slurpees. I actually went on 7-Eleven because they do free Slurpee Day, uh-huh. even though they only have, Very cool. they have free 7.11-ounce Slurpees on 7-Eleven Day at 7-Eleven. And I went and they were out of the Slurpee, the free Slurpee cups. So mm-hmm. I was like, psh. I'll get a Cowboys and Aliens promotional cup. Absolutely. So that was all cool. Ah, I'm getting caught up in my headphones here. <laughs> uh, that's my first geek out. Uh, my second one is that Warehouse 13 Season 3 has begun, <laughs> which I know is nothing to you. No. But I talk about Warehouse 13 yeah. as much as possible on the show because I love it. And Season 3 started, uh, well, depending on when <laughs> this episode airs, there's probably been two episodes that have aired for it so far. Things have already hit the ground running. Uh, Aaron Ashmore has joined the cast, who played uh, Jimmy Olsen on Smallville. And he's awesome. He's a great new addition to the team. I'm excited to see where they're going to go this season. It's interesting that some people have said that last season was not as strong as the first, which I don't know if is true or not. Uh, But people that are working on the show have said that they didn't feel it was as good as the first. But they have a lot of confidence in the stuff they've already taped for season three so warehouse 13's back on and i'm very excited and i love it i also watched alphas which was one of those new shows that came on sci-fi that uh g1 had told us about uh-huh. and that is very similar to an x-men type concept where there's kind of like a professor that works for the government he's a psychologist actually not necessarily a professor mm-hmm. and um he recruits a team of what they call alphas which are basically mutants they're people that have a power of some kind that's a little supernatural or superhuman. There's one guy who has super strength, but it's not all the time. Like these are all supposed to be, I think more scientifically based where someone can increase a part that's of cool. themselves. So he, it's a, it's a reaction to his fight or flight okay. uh, mentality. So before he goes into a situation, 
he'll like purposely boost up his adrenaline, like get himself all fired up. You see him sweating and his fist clench. Yeah. And the he has this extra adrenaline pump for like a limited amount of time before he spikes and has to come back down to normal. But that's a cool way to kind of do like superhuman strength. Mm-hmm. There's another girl who can increase her senses selectively. So she can increase her eyesight or her hearing and have like superhuman hearing or eyesight. But when she does it, all of her other senses kind of close down. So, so if she, she's using oh. her supervision to like analyze a crime scene or whatever, if you try to talk to her, she won't hear you. Or the other way around. If she's listening to something, she right. can't see. Exactly. Oh, that's cool. There's another girl who has like um, almost like hypnotic talking <laughs> and she can overcome a person's willpower. Except it doesn't work on everybody. You have to have a certain elasticity to your brain tissue for it to work on you. It seems to work on most of the people she goes to, but there are some people that it just doesn't work on. I think that's happened maybe once or twice so far. Are these people that excuse me, seem to be just dumber than most people? Or are they smarter? Is, it, is there a correlation yet? There's no, there's no like way of knowing right oh. away. Like there was one person she tried using it on in a hotel. It was just some guy that worked in like a hotel lobby yeah. and she couldn't use it on him for some reason. So she just oh. used it on someone else on like their boss to order him to do something. Oh. So it's, it's just kind of a random thing. Okay. It seems to work on some and not others. Uh, the last person on the team is someone who appears to have Asperger's huh. from, they haven't really gone into it, but it's, I've only seen one episode so far and uh, he can see the, um, the broadcast spectrum. Like, he can see it all the time. Yeah. He can pull up the internet in front of his eyes. Really? Because it's just, it's streaming wirelessly. Wow. And he can tap into all that. He can see cell phone signals when he wants to. And he's, I, I don't know if if it's, he has Asperger's and that, they say there's a downside to every alpha power. And there's something that goes negatively with it. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering if it's their way of explaining Asperger's. Like Maybe. he has Asperger's because of yeah. this. So he's not really, it's not really a condition he has. Mm-hmm. Asperger's is not a condition. He's just so distracted by all this digital stuff all the time that he appears to have all these things which would look like Asperger's. But that's interesting. Um, they did recruit another person to their team in the first episode. And he has uh, like superhuman control over his body, more or less, where. He can. Uh, he was like a minor league pitcher or something like that. He just has really great muscle control. Uh-huh. So, like, he could do parkour or whatever. Like, he was able to stand across from a room and throw quarters into a vending machine and get him into the slot. Oh wow! Yeah, but it's not like he he mentally defeats himself with it, and he never knew he was really capable of it. He always knew he was talented, but he's learning how to like focus and do it better. So, it, there's a lot of potential here. And I think it could end up being a really good show. It's very X-Men, as it sounds. Mm. But it looks oh, pretty cool. cool. Um, so, yeah, Warehouse 13, I'm pumped that's back on. My last geek out is actually one you might not care about that much if you don't know who Sophia Bush is. No. She's an actress, and I know her because I watch One Tree Hill. I've oh. said it before on the show. One Tree Hill is a show that is way outside of my demographic. It's some... Um, mm teeny bopper type show on the cw or it started off as a teeny bopper one but it's been on for they're going into their ninth season now so it's been on for long enough where yeah yeah. and uh the reason i started watching it is because it was on after smallville and smallville so it's been on almost as long as smallville so smallville's now ended but this is still going Mm -hmm. and i've been hanging with it whatever uh sophia bush 
is a big activist when it comes to actresses. She likes to do a lot of stuff for charities and promote things to raise money for all these different things. And she's doing a San Francisco marathon and taking donations through CrowdRise, which is just one of those companies you can go through that will kind of amass all your donations for you. She constantly does giveaways on Twitter like uh, the next 11 people that donate $11 to my CrowdRise account. It says the names scrolling down. Uh, we'll get a free water bottle, which is like one of those cool. plastic reusable water bottles or whatever. And at one point she had done a giveaway that was to get a signed picture of her. And, you know, I like my signed pictures because yeah. I have a wall of them in the studio. And uh, I plan on getting more at New York Comic Con this year as well. Yep. So I, when I missed it, it was like a $59 donation. I was like, oh, that's a lot of money. So I hesitated and I missed it. Uh, and I was bummed. Hesitation it, will do that. I know. It was months that went by. But just recently, she said the next like 11 people to donate $39 to my crowd rise for charity, I'll send a signed picture to. So I donated the money. I got an email confirmation saying that I won one of the signed pictures. Cool. So they're mailing that to me, which is oh, awesome. Great. It was like <laughs> half as much money or $20 less yeah. than uh, what I would have spent originally. So I'll be getting another new signed picture for the wall. Very and good. it's a tax write-off because it's for charity. True. So I get a tax receipt for that too. Mm-hmm. So overly uh, a beneficial situation as a whole. So that's the last thing I'm geeking out over. So now we can move into... Wait for it. Oh, freak out! There it is. Are you freaking out over anything? Oh, yeah. In a way, I wish I was. I feel like I have nothing to contribute. I know. Why the hell do I have you on the show? I don't know. Because everybody (laughs) else is busy. Oh. Oh. I just need someone to talk to, so I'm not talking to a wall. Although I've done that before. I know you have. This is the one episode, and man, Uh, that didn't come across well. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not really... I guess I was irritated on my way up here that uh, I had to sit in traffic... Uh, because road construction was going on. Yeah, yeah, I'm pissed about this. Okay. Road construction is going on in the middle of the day on a Sunday, like noon on right. a Sunday, hot weather. The big thing is they didn't even have any signs. I'm driving up. There's nothing. It's just all of a sudden there's traffic. Yep. There's a couple cop cars, and this was a good mile and a half of traffic almost. Cop cars and they're just messing around with the electrical lines, but there's no signs up about lanes merging. The way you described it, it sounded like they were cleaning them or something. Yeah, all right. So the two cop cars is one in front, and one in the back, and the guy's in one of those utility trucks that raises up so you can do work on electrical lines. Yeah, and he's just like going across, touching all the lines. I don't know what he's doing, but I know that they're continuing to move. But there should have been a warning somewhere because people didn't know, and they were, I saw two accidents because of this. Yeah. Off to the side of the road Just because people no slammed into one another because all of a sudden you're in the right lane and it's like, boom, there's a cop car in your face. you got to get in the left lane. right? And you're and going highway speed almost. So, so. I, I just don't understand in general why road construction is not done in the middle of the night from t- 9 or 10 p.m. at night till 5 in the morning. Why they got to do it? It is in some places on like major is, highways and stuff. But, but, you know, don't do this on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I think there's a, there a better time to do this. That just really irritated me because I was late as it was getting here. I was behind. Yeah, you bum. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then what turned it to only being 10 or 15 minutes late almost became a, a half an hour late. So, yeah. That just irritated me. So, doing road construction in the daylight. Assholes. <laughs> All of you. All of you. Uh, except for those that listen to the show that do road right. construction. We like you. We because like we you. We know that you do it at night. You're yeah. smart with those big bright lights on. And, yeah. While you're listening to the show, I'm yes. sure. Yes. <laughs> Any other freakouts? No. Okay. That's it. I have one freakout. Okay. It has been a, a good week overall. 
But uh, uh, my one freak out is the company GoDaddy. Okay. Which I know wrestling fans are familiar with because Candice Michelle was their big promotional sponsor. I've used that, uh, them before. Yeah. Um, I hate them. Do their rates go up or something? And I don't know. I don't Maybe. know what they're doing. They're sending me a bill every month and nothing I have is monthly. It's all paid at once. I don't know what they're doing. One of one of the people who I do freelance web design for, I'm not going to say who because I don't want to plan it on them, but they go through GoDaddy and I absolutely hate it. It is such a convoluted system online. I have horrible times trying to access through FTP. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, it's just a tremendous pain in the ass. And I, I use Lunar Pages to host the Geek Generation site as well as a number of my other sites. And I have had no issues whatsoever. There was one day where like Lunar Pages email, like one of their servers crashed, but they have backups in place. So our email was down for like a day. That is the worst problem I've ever dealt with with Lunar Pages. And I've been using mm-hmm. them since college. So I don't know, like 10 years I've been with them and they've been fantastic. I have unlimited bandwidth. I have unlimited storage space. It's mm. great. GoDaddy can suck a nut. Yeah, well, I've my all of my subscriptions with GoDaddy, the .com name that I have for the fitness training and everything else, all the hosting. Because I'm not good with building websites. Yeah. So I mean, my website's absolute crap. But I'm I was going to cancel it come October. But it's if there's something better out there that I can use, absolutely. Then I'll just switch over. I don't know what it would take to transfer over the .com name. That's something we'll discuss later. We but. can look into it. Yeah, I don't know how to get that off because I purchased it from GoDaddy. Yeah. But GoDaddy, you fail. I guess so. Terrible. Terrible service. Mm -hmm. I hate it. Uh, We haven't done this in a while. I don't think. And I don't think you've ever had it done to you. What? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Do you like the way I said that? Yeah, I'm not very seductive. Uh, I got to find my intro music in here somewhere. Here it is. Three, two, one. Uh oh. It's time to play top three. I know what this is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I know what this is. Uh, for those of you who don't know, in top three, basically what we do is uh, my co host here is put in the hot seat. I come up with a category, and he has to give me the top three things that satisfy that category mm. in no particular order. Okay. Because putting things in order just makes it does. too much effort and thought. So we'll give it a try. It might fail epically. So this, for you, uh, for those of you who don't know, we've mentioned it on the show before. Uh, myself and Mike are both professional wrestlers mm-hmm. on the independent circuits. We are also tag team partners. That's right. We are. And uh, actually, we'll be. Uh, when is this going up? Uh, we'll be dealing with the August shows. Yeah. Well, we can promote the twenty second. This will be up. Oh no, it won't. Nope. This will be up past the twenty second. Poop. Uh, what's going on in August for us? We'll be in West Warwick, Rhode Island at the end of the month. I don't have the exact dates on me. Yeah, I'll have to get that. Yeah, we'll be around in August. <laughs> uh, so if you live in Rhode Island, Massachusetts area, uh, you can come see us. I think it's like the 13th or with something. With leather masks on and beating people up. Yeah. But uh, since Mike and I are Great involved. plug. <laughs> I know, right? We're terrible. If JC hears this, he's going to be mad. Yeah. It's our booker. Um so, since we are a part of the wrestling community, more or less, and have some knowledge in there, and since you are an active wrestler, mm-hmm. if you could have a match with any professional wrestler, alive or dead, of course, they would be resurrected for their match with you, or in their prime, whatever, if you could time travel, okay, so uh, any, yeah. pick your, your top three professional wrestlers that you would have a match against. 
Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Bret Hart. Any rationales you'd like to offer? Uh, well, Shawn Michaels is just the the best. I, I've never seen him get in the ring with a guy and not have the match. All right, I've never seen a Shawn Michaels match and went, "Wow, that sucked." Yeah. So regardless of my skill level or whoever was in the ring with him, he mm-hmm. makes that person look just better than they are. So it would just I know that it could be something great. So it for just very selfish reasons. Right. I would look great because <laughs> Shawn Michaels made me great. No, it would just I, I just think that it would be a ton of fun to do that. And he's, I idolized him watching him when he was tag team as the Rockers. Okay. I mean, that was my favorite tag team. I just watched his entire career up, you know, until he recently retired, and he's just been always my favorite wrestler. Um, Undertaker, uh, I would just like a shot at him at WrestleMania to try to end the streak, just oh. so that I could, just so that I could say I tried or that, you know, and I would do <laughs> you, it. You know, you would fail. I would, and just to that say would be you okay, part. I would that. even do it in gimmick with the mask. Yeah. You know, I it's good get, company to be in, right? I mean, just to learn a lot and to be in the ring with somebody. No, I'm only five nine, so and he's like almost seven feet tall, so. That would just be a whole new element of having to be in the ring with somebody that much bigger. Right. Because you're um, used to being the bigger guy. Right. Even though you're high. I mean, the, the circuits we're in, sometimes we're... Uh, we're, the big, uh, we're considered the bigger guys. Right, which is five weird. 5'9". Which is, yeah. And then, so it's a kick in the face when you go anywhere else. And, and you get every, someone over the, six all, Suddenly, feet. you're the small guy. Yep. Uh, Bret Hart, just because, I mean, he was just excellent at what he did i think it would be a learn more a learning experience than anything else is it because he's the best there ever best there is the best best there there was and and the the best best there ever will be besides Shawn michaels oh oh Oh. bret hart if he's listening which he's probably not but somebody (laughs) could pass this along to him that's right i said it (laughs) oh i said it uh i just like i said it would be one of those where you have a match with them and when you were done you'd walk away and go wow i just learned a ton from what from that i just learned things to do things not to do hearing him control the match and work you through it Bret hart in his prime of course right because, not because he can't do anything right. now because of goldberg mother goldberg you don't know because of goldberg goldberg they had a match and goldberg threw a sloppy super kick which hit him in the in just behind his ear, kind of, mm-hmm. and screwed him up bad. Which that led. See, I had to, heard that he had a stroke, but I didn't know that. Well, that led to like a. It would end up being some kind of severe concussion off yeah. of that kick. And if you see the video, he kicks him right in the head, and then he ended up having a stroke. You know, not Lord. long after that. So I'm glad I'm getting out of the business. So I would say <laughs> Bret Hart anywhere in the 90s. At that point, yeah, yeah up to like 99. Nice, yeah. It's a solid three. Yeah. You really can't argue with that I didn't that have to much. think about it, really. Yeah. I was stuck between Bret Hart or Stone Cold, and I just don't really, you know. I never really thought about match. it before, but I'm, I'm wondering now. Who, I, Bret Hart would definitely be one of my three. He was one of my favorites growing up. Even though I didn't watch wrestling a lot, mm-hmm. when I did, Bret Hart was the guy for me. Mm-hmm. It was Bret Hart and Boss Man were like the two guys I always cheered for when <laughs> I was big younger. Boss Man. Yeah, yeah, I love the Boss Man. I don't know why. I just did. Um, Bret Hart would be one. Another would be Jeff Hardy. Uh-huh. I know. Before drugs? Or yeah. Right now? Because yeah. right now he would injure you. Yeah, I know. And probably uh, Jeff Hardy in his prime. He's always been like one of my favorite, favorite guys until recently. And See, I think Jeff Hardy downhill. to you is what Shawn Michaels is to me. Probably. Because you saw Jeff as a in the Hardy Boys. Jeff as a was the guy who inspired up. me to want to do this. Right, exactly. And yeah. that's what Shawn Michaels did with me. Yeah. 
And that's why I always wanted to do like the high flyer stuff and the more daredevilish type things. Uh, lastly, CM Punk. Ooh, I didn't even think of him, but now with everything that's going on, and really he is because Punk yeah. is not only a fantastic wrestler and fantastic on the mic, but we also share ideologies. And True. I would like to do a straight edge versus straight edge battle with CM Punk, <laughs> just because loser drinks a beer, man. No, <laughs> yes, you put a no. That's horrible. Because I don't want to do that. I know he'd beat me. Uh. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Punk is the best guy they have out there. He is. He really is. And this is going up past July 17th. So, Which is today. Or, well, we're recording oh, this Oh, today yeah. is supposed to. Yeah, we're So, for those of you, yeah. We're recording. No, we know. record early. <laughs> oh, no. I let the cat out of the oh, yeah, bag. Whatever. I think uh-huh. we mentioned that before. We'll do two shows in one day That's now. That's right, because I was debating. I mean, this CM Punk thing is so big that it's actually got me where I'm like, I want to right. order this pay-per-view because I want to know what happens. But I know <laughs> uh, it's a good thing nobody heard that. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. Um, what are you doing tomorrow, Rob? <laughs> I'm not doing anything after I don't know what time. Sweet. Uh, yeah, but it's it, I'm I'm anxious to watch it too. Actually, uh, even though I haven't been watching wrestling, even if it's Punk's last match, that's enough for me. Mm-hmm. But and I'm actually going to try to avoid spoilers as much as possible until I can watch it. But, yeah, uh, I don't want to see anything or read anything. Yeah. But you know you're going to see something. I know, oh. I'm going to. You can't even go on Facebook. I know. Like, you'd have to literally shut your life down. I could turn off Twitter for the day and be okay with it. But I do so much interaction through yeah. Facebook, it's hard to avoid. Um, but, yeah, those are my three. My three would be Bret Hart, Jeff Hardy, CM Punk. Good three. Yeah. So, it's about a good time right now to take a quick break. And we right. will be right back. Hey, Amazon users, if you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hello, this is Ned Vizzini, author of It's Kind of a Funny Story, and you're listening to the Geek Generation Podcast. Yeah, we're back. We're back. We're back. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say that if you didn't have a chance to listen to our zombie uh, episode, yeah. you should uh, Jeff, definitely jump on the website or get on iTunes and listen to it because yeah, it was awesome. bonus episode, Surviving the Zombie right. Apocalypse. That was pretty awesome. Way to throw in the plugs. Yeah, there, no right? problem. Yeah, way to go. <laughs> Plugging our own stuff. Love it. Uh, we do have a, an email to take a look at in the listener mailbag. So we're going to do that right now. That's not the right sound effect uh. at all. <laughs> Jamail! is here! Woo! Okay. We have an email here from Matthew Boyd. And his email is in regards to the Green Lantern movie a lot. Okay. And this is not Mike Boyd, who also left a voicemail for Green Lantern, but this is another Boyd, I guess. Not related? Or I don't related? think so. No. Matthew Boyd. But problem is, he included some movie spoilers in the email. But we're not in the spoiler room right now. 
and we're not going into the spoiler room right now because we have more of a show to do. Yeah. So I've come up with a creative way via the Smurfs to handle this problem. Oh, this is going to be great. Ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. It says, hey, Rob, I know this is late for the Green Lantern podcast, but I just saw the Green Lantern over the weekend and wanted to tell you what I thought of the movie. First, let me say that I think my lack of knowledge of the Green Lantern may have worked out to my advantage going into this movie. All my previous knowledge of the Green Lantern was from the animated shows, which doesn't give a backstory. Granted, there are some major holes in the story that could have used a tad bit more info, like the fact that there was a spoiler of spoiler inside the spoiler. And why did Hector look like Stewie from Family Guy after he was covered with toxic waste? Just because he could read minds and control stuff with telekinesis, why did Hector have to get a melon head? Blake? Meh. My final thought is on the final fight, or the end of the final fight. After spoiler was spoilered into the spoiler, and spoiler was following the same path, how did spoiler and spoiler just spoiler? Had they been in the spoiler all along? Were they just there to watch spoiler get the spoiler spoilered out of spoiler by spoiler? Dicks! LOL. Anyway, it was what it was. I thought it was enjoyable after all. Overall. Well. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I wanted to address his email because I know, I know. he took the time but but it seems like he had the same. I don't want to ruin <laughs> anything I know, for I anyone. Know. But at this point, you haven't seen it. You're probably not gonna, unless you were just. You oh, it's not like we're, like, not, we're not that far after the Green Lantern yeah. coming out, and that's what the spoiler uh, room was for, right? I uh, okay. So piecing together what wasn't spoiler, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I mean, I went in with no knowledge too of the backstory. Yeah, besides what I had asked you. I mean, the points we can talk about are the fact that Blake Lively, yeah, yeah. he said, was meh. Yeah. Meh. Um, meh. He, he enjoyed it overall. So it wasn't just like poo-poo like the critics are doing all over. Uh, the the family guy head <laughs> yeah. from the toxic waste. That's okay. Um, I think the reason that it, like it that, happened. But now it's kind of funny. Yeah, I, I think that was mainly because that's the design in the comics. Yeah. I mean, they were just mimicking that. So, aside from that, I can't tell you why. That's just the design of the character, really. Uh, and I can't really tackle too much of the other stuff, because... It's a spoiler. Yeah. So, but, if you want... Actually, here's my answer. We agree. <laughs> but we agree. Um, yeah, there, there, he did have some decent points that yeah. I would have liked to address, but it's just not the right time. Yeah. Considering how close we are to it actually have been released. So, sorry, Matt. We can't cover everything that you submitted, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that. Okay. Moving on. Johnny bit me. Had your kids, had your wife. Double rainbow all the way. Is this real life? Johnny, that really hurt. <laughs> so you can run and tell that. Tell that. Yeah. It's time for some web finds. Your kids. Yeah. Had your wife. Uh, Mike and I watched a couple web finds before doing the show today. And uh, the first one is from the 2011 Tour de France. Mm. Uh, got off on the wrong foot when a spectator leaned <laughs> too far into the track, causing a massive pileup that brought oh, down yeah. dozens of racers. This was pretty damn irresponsible <laughs> by a spectator. Yeah. Well, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Everybody's to blame. Why wasn't anybody keeping them back? True. But yeah, the person shouldn't have been that close. Yeah. They were on top of it. That was a hell of a pileup. Oh, my God. They I were mean, basically leaning out has to into be the like track. A, a Guinness World Record for number of bikes piled up 
by one race. spectator. Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> so good good for that person for hitting the Guinness Book of World Records. But yeah. yeah, I mean, that was a hell of It was just careless, like it's, letting an elbow hang into the track. And, and I, I mean, if, if I was on my bike, I mean, that's a big deal to be in that and to have one person just screw Think it up. Think about how long how these much people have been beating? training for it. Yeah, that person must have... <laughs> Yeah. They might not be capable of hearing this yeah, podcast. Yeah, I know. I'm anymore. thinking they might have hit him with a couple bikes. Uh, Maybe. Upside the head. That is a huge, it huge mistake. It was a mistake. big pile up. Uh, second video we watched was a Super Mario animation done in construction paper. Well and, done. Yeah, the, the sounds were all right from the video games. The animation was really good. Uh, the one underlying factor I got, and it was really just a series of quick skits in a way, like little joke yep. punchline type things. And they basically all portrayed Mario as a tremendous dick. Because he uh, stole a turtle shell. That's right. Totally mashed up a Goomba. Set the world on fire. Set the world on fire. Um, totally broke up some guy's bricks that yep. he was constructing. Took all that time to build that brick uh, floating wall. And then and make just... him float in midair like that. Oh. And then he just goes and knocks it down. Terrible. So, yeah. Um, so Mario's a dick. Good animation, though. It was. It was really cool. Yeah, it was cool. That, he, I wonder how long that took. Right. Every little motion oh wow yeah yeah it looks really good it's like the old style south park like with the construction paper and all that and yeah but i'll post that up for people to see too yeah definitely watch it the last one is something that's kind of exploded on the internet lately and i would love to see it become more of a meme because i can see people using tons of movie trailers for this and just kind of piecing them in in different spots um someone took a scene from the movie hardcore in which george c scott discovers that his missing daughter has been making porn movies Oh, that's what that's about? Yeah, that's the scene from the movie, and they just show it from the angle of George C. Scott, but they make it look like he's watching the Jack and Jill Adam Sandler trailer yeah. and having the same reaction. So he's I like, feel like it is off, the same reaction. Yeah. It, it kind of is. Like That movie trailer looks so, uh. so horrible. Like Katie Holmes was too busy to make The Dark Knight, and she made this movie called made Mad Money, and now she's... Come in an Adam Sandler movie, and she's in Jack and Jill. She's just locking out all over the place. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's a great. You gotta. You guys gotta go watch it. It's it's funny because you, what you should do first is watch the trailer to Jack and Jill. Right. So you have an idea of right. how you would react. Then go back and watch this video, and I guarantee you, ten out of ten people will have the same reaction as this guy. I'll make sure <laughs> to include I had the same both reaction. links on the site so people yeah. can do that and I watch watched the, one the trailer. And the I was screwing around. It was on the Reels channel. And yeah. they, they do uh, a half an hour of nothing but movie trailers. And I just saw it and I was like, I had the same reaction. I was like, what is this? Yeah. What are you doing? Why? Why? And is... I wanted to cry. I just, what are you doing? I can see this blowing up into a huge internet meme though. And oh, people either interchanging. Keep it up, people. I've seen people take clips from other movies. Like they took Nicolas Cage from 8mm. And did the same thing with the Jack and Jill trailer. Oh, really? Yeah. That oh. one's out there, too. Oh, well, and I was actually, fine. I was trying to rack my brain for different uh, places or movies. Like, get a compilation of people watching films and having negative reactions. And then putting a Jack and Jill thing. Maybe I'll comprise something for the Geek Generation yeah. YouTube channel if I can think of one. But uh, <laughs> mm. it was great. Absolutely great. Those are our only web finds this week. Well, they were good ones. Yeah. Only Solid three, but stuff. three good ones. Solid. Uh, but now we have a special segment that yeah. Mr. Mike Volpe has prepared for us. All right. That's the reason that I excuse his lateness to the show. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Um, this is the Superhero Box Office Report. Yeah. Mike did some research. That's right. So uh, what what did you actually do, Mike? All right. 
after seeing Green Lantern with you, yes, and I said that movie wasn't really. I didn't care for it. We've already discussed all yes, this. Yes, I said to myself, I wonder if it just seems like it's been nonstop every summer. There's superhero movie, superhero movie, superhero movie. Yep. Now they're going back and rebooting movies. Yep. And I said, I wonder if the general audience and you know superhero fans in general are getting tired of it. What it, what has it done since? Let me go back to the first Superman movie. Mm-hmm. With uh, Christopher Reeves, yep, all the way up to Thor and Green Lantern. What have they done domestically and worldwide in the box office? Okay, and is there a trend? Are people getting tired of it? Have the numbers been steady? Are they going up? And I said, I went in with the thought of, I think people are, are kind of getting tired of it. I think it's we've been just oversaturated with it, mm. and the result was actually the opposite. And this is what geeks do. Geeks right. overanalyze. So, uh, because I spent, <laughs> I spent two days on this and, and on the couch with the laptop doing this. And Jess just keeps looking at me and going, what are, you, what, are you, what are you doing this for? Like, why are you wasting your time with this? I'm like, it's important. You don't understand. For the show. <laughs> for the show. It's important. <laughs> Everything for the show is important. But what I found, I mean, generally, yeah, it, it's remained relatively consistent except for those. There are the occasional standouts mm-hmm. and then there are the occasional bombs yeah. which when they bomb let me tell you well, did they bomb before we get into the actual results let me just tell you yeah. as a superhero fan i am not getting sick of superhero right. movies i couldn't have enough of them the problem will be when they we see a twilight of superhero movies like and i think some people are saying that the movie i am number 4 a lot of people are throwing that as like being a twilight mm. superhero movie I thought it was better than that. Let me but further explain I what I understand did. Understand that I went online and I looked up specifically Marvel comic adaptations yep. to movies and DC. Am I boring you? You're yawning. No, I okay. just I yawn a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> and DC, so it was whatever fell under you know those okay. categories for That's the fine. most part. So that way, yeah, you didn't have things like that. I, I just think I was curious as the qualities of the movies going down are they throwing them out just to be like oh here's another movie let's make a couple hundred million right. dollars off and it. there are some that probably suffered from that. right right so uh what, what were your initial findings here my initial findings the first superman movie did really well yeah uh it did 300 superman it came out in 1978 300 million dollars worldwide okay pretty good for a movie in 1978 and then after that from 78 to then the first Batman Are these movie. adjusted values? or I don't know. Oh, this okay. is just – everything online were the same numbers. I'm thinking this is what it did oh, okay. worldwide. So All right. I'm, it, it didn't say anything about adjusted. So I'm saying $300 million in 1978. Yeah, that's pretty damn good. That's – I would say it probably did what? You know, The Dark Knight. That It's like doing a billion now. It's great. I would think. Between Superman – and the first Batman movie, it just got bad. I mean, Superman 2, Superman 3, Supergirl, Superman 4, the numbers just went down. So they saw a gold mine in the first Superman and, and said, then, let's do yep. super everything. And then Batman came out and blew it away with $411 million worldwide. And that's 89 Burton's Batman. Right. Yeah. But that was a good Batman movie. I it mean, was. that was the standard for Batman. It was. Second Some Bat- people are looking down on that now. I don't know. It still had that dark tone to it. Yeah. The way that I feel Batman should. I don't think Batman should be like... It's a little... Um, I'm not going to say campy because it it was not campy. It was not Schumacher. But it's it's a little uh, exaggerated, uh-huh. I guess. But that's Burton's yeah. style overall. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, after that, it was Batman Returns actually only did half the amount. Wow. Yeah. It only did 282 worldwide. That's shocking because lately we've seen prequels jump higher right. than their predecessors. But here's what happened. Then Batman Forever came out in 95 and it actually did really well. It did 336. What was million. the years between Returns and Forever? 89 and then 92. Well, 89 was, was Batman. Batman. And then 92, then 92 was Batman and then 95. Returns. 95 and then 97 was Batman and Robin. That was the one with uh, Mr. Freeze and uh, yeah. Poison Ivy. Which, George Clooney. Which didn't do well. That was the worst one. It did 130 worldwide. It actually, the numbers were pretty close. I mean, it was 107 in the U.S. So the rest, you know. Well, yeah, people know. probably saw the trailers for that. Yeah. And were thinking, what the hell is that? Um, after that, so... After the first Batman movie, you so know, this is like all DC too right now. Right, DC owned from seventy eight. Keyword owned. It did. It owned. Marvel did nothing. Right. It was almost like Marvel waited and they said, "We don't have the technology to do this yet. We couldn't make Cyclops." It's funny and to Wolverine. see in comparison, like where things are now. Yeah, Marvel it, and DC it's was kind of like they they knew. Yeah. I mean, we got to wait. It's not time for this yet. Because but then again, then, look at what they look, look at what they were doing. I mean, uh, yeah. Superman's powers weren't that hard to replicate, right? Even if it, it doesn't hold up special effects wise necessarily today. And Batman's human, so yep. But I mean, after Batman, you had a couple Blade movies. X Men yep. came out, which did well. It did almost three hundred million worldwide. But it wasn't until really Spider Man came out in 2002 did two, uh, 821 million dollars worldwide huge 403 and that was where i think marvel went up ah, we got it yeah it's our time i mean <laughs> it's X-Men, our time now i enjoyed x-men more than i well, no maybe i i think i enjoyed spider-man more because i thought they did a good job with yeah. it yeah it was fun spider-man really captured the feel of the comics and then after that i mean x-men 2 did 407 it just got better and even though x-men now you look at x-men 3 yep how bad we all thought it was right numbers wise did 459 million dollars worldwide well that's the problem you walk in not knowing right. you're like x2 was so great and it ended with and it's fair to say this is an okay time to go over spoilers right it ended with the silhouette of phoenix on the water right and people are like oh my god x-men 3 is gonna be amazing it's gonna have dark phoenix it's gonna be, oh. so that's yeah. why we went we were just disappointed when we went but yeah, and that's one of the fears I had is so you throw stuff out like that yeah. and people go and see it and then go, oh, it sucked. But they're going to turn around and go, we just made $459 million. Right, so we're the who suckers. Who cares? Who, yeah, who won that war? I mean, they won out the movie studios. But I, Spider-Man 2 did ridiculous, um, uh, $783 million. I mean, so when when I looked Spider-Man at Spider-Man 2 was 783 compared to Spider-Man's uh it did, yeah it went down unfortunately really? but it still did well yeah That's worldwide surprising. it went from 821 to yep. every this is within in millions okay 821 to Spider-Man 2 only doing 783 Spider-Man 3 went back up and did the best of all of them because this people so wanted to weird. see Venom. Yeah. That's why. I this went is in so going, weird with the dip. The dip. Like on the second movie. Wait. And Spider-Man 2, in my opinion, was the best of the three. I thought Spider-Man 2 was just too much of a love story. And I know that's a big part of Spider-Man. Yeah. But I thought it was too much. I, I was like, I need more action. I need... Doc Ock was a such a strong villain. He did. Yeah, it was good. But I mean, Spider-Man 3, they set the bar until The Dark Knight came out. I mean, that was $890 million. What was Batman 3. Begins? Batman Begins did three hundred and seventy-two million worldwide, two hundred and five million in the U.S. Hmm. 
So it did okay. it did good. Right. I mean, it's just it not, was it's right not on, even as much as I would have thought. It was right on par with the other Batman movies besides the first one from eighty nine. Right. But then Dark Knight has set the bar doing over a billion. Yeah. Oh yeah. And well, nobody's people were blown that. away by nobody's even come close since since then. Nobody's even come close. Yeah. I mean, the closest thing was Iron Man two with uh, six hundred and twenty two million. So when I looked at this, I said, "All right." So the big franchises that do well, even mm-hmm. if the sequels aren't as good as the first one, mm-hmm. Superman, Batman, Spider Man, the X Men, and Iron Man. Although Thor did Thor. At the time that I did this, put this together, which was a few weeks ago, yep. Thor was at 437 million worldwide. So Thor is going to go right into that category, right? Which is if great. If the second one does well too, and for them to take, and that shows the success of what Marvel's doing with their strategy right. of having the Avengers and having all the movies that tie into it. People are so excited for the Avengers that Thor now becomes a hot commodity, right? And is powerful enough to sustain his own franchise. Now, what's going to be interesting is to see how Thor 2 does. Right. Because it's planned for after the Avengers. They would have already accomplished their goal. But are people going to be interested enough in Thor from the first movie and the Avengers movie mm-hmm. to give the second movie that same chance? Like they would with Iron I, Man 2 I, or I Dark Knight. Or, they probably will. Yeah. The lowest grocer's Supergirl was pitiful. Catwoman, Jonah Hex. What's the number on Supergirl? <laughs> okay. Supergirl from 1984 did... 14 million. Oof. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was not good. Uh, Catwoman is the Halle Cat- Berry. Uh, Catwoman, uh, not good as well. That was, well, it did 82 million worldwide, 40 million in the US. I don't know what it cost to make the movie. Yeah. But when you compare, when you look at all the other ones, the average amount that these movies make are in the hun- anywhere from the high 100s into the $200 million. And the that's, fact that Catwoman wasn't even based on the right. character. And then, of course, Kick-Ass did well, but when you group it into these, it looks like it failed, although the movie did well. Right. What are the numbers uh, on Kick-Ass, out of curiosity? Kick-Ass did uh, $96 million worldwide and $48 million U.S. Not but, bad. Not bad, but like I said, when you group it into movies that are doing billions or, or you know, $500, 600000 There are dollars. rumors of Kick-Ass too. Right. So it right. was enough it to keep enough. it going. Right. Because who I don't think they're not as popular as no they're the not they're not a recognizable name I mean you but say it's becoming you say Superman Iron Man yep. Batman Kick Ass and you're like what right and then Elektra did really bad fifty six million worldwide well yeah I mean that was after yeah. Daredevil too I don't know why they did that because Daredevil was Dare, not yeah but Daredevil did here's how I look at it if it may Daredevil. Did the average? It did yeah. 180 million worldwide and 102 million in the U.S. It's not bad, and that's because people were probably like, "Okay, Daredevil's recognizable enough of a name." Right. It was around when oh, that came between what movies? Well, that came out the year after Spider-Man Two, which did okay. 821. So superheroes are really starting to heat up. Exactly. Daredevil is it was big enough at a time when superheroes are popular. People are curious. A lot of fanboys are like, "I really want to see a Daredevil movie." And again, that's another thing. You don't know until afterwards that it's not so good. And now, in, in its yeah. entirety, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't up to the standard of a lot of the other movies. It just felt – I felt as though it was almost the same format as Spider-Man. Yeah. It, it was – yeah. I don't know. I watched it – not in the theaters. Where did I watch I watched it on DVD or something. I think I rented it. Yeah. And I was just like, ugh, I wasn't – Kingpin's not right. And yeah. Was, you know, besides those big franchises – the other ones just they do okay, right. but it's enough to keep it going. Where we can be like, well, let's take 
Hopefully not. But let's take Aquaman and try to make a movie out of this. I don't know. Let's take Ant-Man. Like, is this going to work? Probably yeah. not. Well, Ant-Man's an Avenger, though. So he's running into that same potential. Granted, Ant-Man sounds ridiculous. Yeah. And he's not as recognizable as Thor, even. But he is. he could still benefit from the Avenger push. Yeah. Although it hasn't been said that Ant-Man's going to be in the Avengers, I don't think so. And then when I had done this, for the, I was like, like, well, the first reboot, official, like new reboots, was going to be the X-Men first class. And it did well. Did uh, At the time of this, again, which was a few weeks ago, yep. it was at $323 million worldwide, which is pretty good considering that it did better than, yeah, it did better than the first X-Men movie, but not as good as the, the second one. And I still maintain it was the best of them. Do you? I do. So they'll continue to do that. If, you know, there's no real big gaps between, I mean, there's, you, you get 2002 had Spider-Man that's, you know, was, was the big, big movie. Yep. And then Spider-Man did it again. And then there wasn't anything big until uh, the uh, the Dark Knight. And, he, you know, he did well. But even the the remake of Superman did all right. Yeah, because people were just excited for it's a Superman sick. movie. He's yeah. recognizable enough. And the Superman reboot, I'm sure, will do just fine too. Yeah. So they can. That's that's what they understand is that with with these specific ones, DC has Superman and Batman. Yeah. But if the, the, those two franchises start to fail, they're in trouble because oh, yeah. if, when I look at this, they don't have anything else unless to they rely can put on. out some qu- like Green Lantern was passable. Yeah. They if they're gonna put out lesser known characters, I mean, to us. A lot of these names like Green Lantern and Flash are still up there or Wonder Woman, even though it, she's a tougher sell than a lot of the other big DC names. Yeah. If they're not going to put out a really, really high quality version of a lesser known superhero, then those are not going to be sustainable franchises. Right. And they're going to be in trouble. Right. And even when they reboot Batman, people will be curious to see what they're going to do with the reboot and the reboot of Superman. But if those are not passable, people will quickly get off board. Right. So they have to make they, – they, the point here is if you, these franchises have to continue to be successful. Yeah. You know, what's going to happen after Iron Man 3? If, if As long as it's done well, though, are they going to do a fourth or are they going to wait a few years and go try to reboot it? I mean – Yeah. Who knows? Because some of these, you just – you can't – the thing is you can't – you can and you can't go on forever because certain actors are not going to renew. They right. Don't want, and they just get, start getting too old. I mean, you can do what the late 80s, early 90s Batman franchise did. And you can replace the actor. And like Keaton was in the first two, then Val yeah. Kilmer, then George Clooney. But that again causes issues. And Val Kilmer's Batman was one of the worst right. grossing ones. And then the George Clooney one, though, did well. I mean, it, financially it did well, but it was so campy. And as much terrible. as people are upset with the rebooting thing i kind of like the idea and it hasn't been said that they would necessarily reboot batman after this mm. it just might not be the same trilogy so yeah. maybe we get another batman trilogy that they choose one director yep. pair him with one actor that's going to play batman for three more movies so we'll refer to them as like the nolan trilogy and then the next trilogy that would be fine as long as they're not going back to the beginning all the time right that right, would be which okay. is my issue. But stop right. going back to the beginning. Right. There's like you've so done the origin out enough. there. Yeah. yeah. Why focus on the beginning? Focus on something else. Let's see what else there is to explore. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think the next five to ten years will be interesting. We'll see what they do. 
Right, because what's going to happen when you get to Iron Man 3 and then Iron Man 4 and, like, uh, is it going to stop? Is it going to be – I I don't want to say reboot. Maybe it's retooling. Yeah. Where it's not completely scrapping what you did before but continuing it with a different tone and a different pattern. Yeah. So different actor, different director are paired for three movies. I really like that, like, trilogy – concept it seemed as though even though there's so many superheroes out there the main ones that i listed from superman batman x-men iron man uh spider-man what other those are the big money makers Mm -hmm. and the other ones are like eh. but i mean how many more are you just going to keep hashing out i mean because they're going to just start to fail i mean there's so many superheroes but how can you just keep putting out the average mediocre ones well the thing is they do have such they have a huge birth of people to grab from yeah and they've proven success with lesser people like blade blade wasn't a huge financial success when it started people look back on it very fondly they do it did okay yeah and and they could put out a blade movie now and they have more name recognition so sometimes it's just building the name recognition and then bringing them back later like we're gonna see another judge dread movie Mm mm-hmm the first one was enough to at least get a name into the mainstream. I don't know if it's going to be enough to get people going, oh, a Judge Dredd movie. I want to see that, yeah. especially since it was Sylvester Stallone. It wasn't that great. But it's a superhero during a time when superheroes are popular. As long as superheroes stay popular, I think they can throw in as many characters as they want, as long as they're not going to water them down too much. Yeah. But, what, yeah, like I said, they can keep throwing them in as long as they're quality. Because when you step away from those major money makers, yeah, they're going to be left with eh. I don't so. know if this is a question that you can look uh, yeah. and quickly discern from your research. Yep. But out of the lesser known names, like mm-hmm. not the big names like Superman and Batman yep. and all those, which was the most successful of the lesser known names? Uh, quickly looking. Uh, Constantine actually did pretty well worldwide. Yeah. To two hundred and thirty. Uh, and Constantine is one of those things that can kind of that appeals to another crowd too as well as just superhero that's a whole sci-fi thriller crowd I mean that's when I look at this and all the numbers worldwide they're all if it's not one of the big ones they're all really just lumped together into anywhere from about 130 million dollars to like 200 and the low 200s yeah so they're all kind of clumped together there isn't one that really stands out as far as let's call them like the b there's the a players and right, the B players right. i mean the, maybe the fantastic four did okay you know they were up there in money and they didn't they did okay but there was never a trilogy or anything with no. them. there was just the two nothing really stands out that's the i thing. wonder how different constantine would have resulted had they used the name of the actual comic and the character like yeah his name is john constantine but uh, the comic's called Hellblazer because that's what they, they refer to right. it as the Hellblazer. If they had that name in the front. Maybe it changed it. Yeah. It might have yeah. actually done worse. Maybe they made a smart decision. They, Constantine did $230 million, yeah. And then seventy five in the U.S. It did not do well in the U.S., but the rest of the world seemed to really like it. Wow. It was a decent movie, too. I enjoyed it. I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a good movie. Uh yeah, V for Vendetta did okay. You know, it's funny. A lot of these that didn't do that well here did well overseas. Again, look at the people that were in them too, though. Like V for Vendetta's big selling point was Natalie Portman and yeah. the fact that she shaves her head in the movie. <laughs> um, Constantine had Keanu Reeves, which is a big enough name to draw people there. And I think that was fairly soon, if not during the Matrix trilogies. Yeah. So. 
you know, Wolverine, the uh, Origins. Yep. Did pretty good at 373 million worldwide. Oh, yeah. But how many people now walked away from that going, that was not even close? Not as many as should have. <laughs> so think. they're doing another one. It'll be interesting to see if the numbers are up or down from yeah. there. Because that'll be that'll be the true sign. They do another Wolverine, the second one. Is this will be a sign? Is, are they going to do a third, or has right, Wolverine right. been used up? We'll save him for X Men only. Very possible. So overall, it's it stayed steady. You get the big standouts. We'll see if the next Batman movie does the same thing and just. Oh, I'm sure it will. It's going to skyrocket. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to do. Do you think it will surpass the second one? Because the second one had unfortunately good timing revolved around it. Right. With well, Heath, Heath Ledger Ledger's dying. Passing, yeah, did hype up the movie right. in a weird way. And the other thing it had going for it was the Joker. Just right. because the Joker was in it and everybody knew it. And and they wanted to compare how is his Joker going to be to absolutely. Jack Nick. Uh, I Nicholson's. don't know if it'll beat the Dark Knight because that had, like you said, it had a lot going in its favor. I but. mean, if you look, it's, it's mind-blowing that Batman begins to 372 million and then the next one does over a billion. That's yeah. amazing it jump. Is. And again, but then the people also saw the quality it. It was of Batman Begins and what Nolan really did to like make people walk out of Batman Begins and go, "Whoa." Especially yeah. after Batman and Robin was the one before it and people saw what Schumacher did. Yeah. And they're going, "Wow, look at what Batman movies can be and should be." Right. We got to see the next one. So I'm sure the third one will be just fine. Oh yeah, I don't know if it'll break the second one, but we'll see. I don't know either, but it, it'll be up there, no doubt. But overall, it seems as though people can't get enough. They keep throwing them out there, and we keep spending the money for them. So we have discerned that people are not sick of superhero they movies not, just yet. Not they yet. Are not. It's still a very, uh, very good uh, franchise, or not franchise, but it's a money maker. It is just in general. Absolutely. All right, we are nearing the hour, so it's a good place to kind of shut down for the day. Uh, do you have a final thought or something you'd like to plug? Um, yeah, if you want to go on Facebook, oh, what's the address? Facebook.com slash Volpe Fitness Training. Uh, so I'll leave the announcement now. I start. I am starting my own supplement company. So just as you see GNC or BSN, I'm starting my own company, which will uh, was starting off with a whey protein and getting into that because i do fitness training so if you go to facebook.com slash volpe fitness training you'll be able to stay up to date and i like to put out useful tips about fitness and diet and eat this not that all that stuff cool. so yeah check it out all right uh in addition to checking that out head mm-hmm. to thegeekgeneration.com and take a look at the articles we have there as well as some of the other shows you can click the movie ticket in the side if you want to donate some money we appreciate that if you could please 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 rate the show and write a review if you don't want to donate money because, hey, money's precious, the least you could do for me is to go into iTunes and write a review because that gets our visibility in iTunes up and then they will start to promote us too. So prove to them that you're listening by writing a favorable review on our page. If you have any questions, comments, insults, or topics you would like us to discuss on a future episode, you can send those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com or at Geek Generation on Twitter, or you can leave a voicemail at 508 508- 316-9787 or by using the call me button on the side of the site. If you'd like to submit an article to the site or an audio file to this show, you can send those to guest at thegeekgeneration.com and as always the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. So, uh, episode 46 all done and ready to go. Alright. Alright, see you later. Bye.